8.16. Now, when Olympic gold medal winning short track speed skater Shim Tok-hee accused her former coach Cho Jae-bam of sexual assault last week, she said it was one of her fans' letters that inspired her to speak out. In the letter, the fan wrote how encouraging it was to see Shim's hard work despite suffering physical violence by her coach. Uh, Shim made it clear she wants to ensure no one in the sports industry will go through what she suffered. And to do that, we need to perhaps examine the structural problem that enabled a, a so-called cartel of silence to solidify within elite sports. Professor Chung Yong-chol, who specialises in sports psychology at Sokong University, joins us on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning. And should we view this as an individual coach's personal misconduct or as a flaw in the system at large? I think this is the most important perspective that we have to acquire from, from this case. I think that Cho Jae-bum is not a horrible villain or monster. Uh, in some sense, he also could be the victim of the, some his previous generations of violence culture in Korea sports. Um, if, if we isolate this case from the largest systemic failure, this kind of crime will happen again and again. When you go to the Career Skating Union's homepage, there's a pop-up telling you the organization's launched a campaign that will continue till the end of June, and it's encouraging athletes to report any damage mm-hmm. they've experienced. Mm-hmm. How far away are we, though, from this report to actual meaningful reform? Uh, I, I think it will take a while uh, to get um, the, the final report. Um, in fact, there has been some... Um, repetitive um, surveys on the sexual assault within the sport culture. But um, the, the previous record um, shows that the number was very low, and it was pretty um, different than what we know um, about this situation. When we assess the mm-hmm. implica- implication so far, this former coach Cho's name has been permanently removed from the union. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen over the past five years the Korean Sport yes, and yes. Olympic Committee take action mm-hmm. against 16 sex offenders, including five mm-hmm. belonging to the Korea Skating Union. Yep, but yep. questions have been raised whether they were punished properly. This is raised by an editorial in the Korea Herald this morning and many other mm-hmm. media outlets as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do we need then to be making sure there's greater punishment, that more people are held accountable? Well, the, uh, every case, there has been some, some discussion, and they um, uh, decided to, to give um, the, the lifetime suspension for each coach or um, the, the assault. Um, but um, but uh, after a while, after the punishment was, punishment was done, um, um, the people uh, eventually came back to where they are, Mm. Um, and that's, that gives um, the wrong message for, for those victims um, who hasn't been talked about their, their case. And this becomes kind of like, you know, uh, more um, uh, oppression for the, the players and athletes who, who want to talk about it because they know, um, even if they have um, punished those um, offenders, um, they will be eventually coming back. To to and and they have to face those these faces and in in this Shimsaki case and then she was very afraid of of when when all is done um, is is about like ten months um, um, jail uh, for the Jojebum uh, and 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 
from the beginning. And I think it will be like six months later, and he will be come out of the jail. And he, she has to face uh, this coach uh, at the ice rink, and that gives her an extreme um, threat. When we look at some of those cases that you were hinting at before, 2013, the Herald tells of a case of a coach of a business skating team being permanently expelled after being charged by prosecutors with sexual molestation, but that was mitigated to a three-year suspension. Uh, 2015, a national swimming coach suspended for six years over violence and sexual misconduct, but later appointed to one of the Korea Swimming Federation committees. It's just almost unthinkable. You, though, yourself uh, have been... Looking into this, Professor Chong, for several years, for example, um, research you did about six years ago on sexual violence in Korean sports. Can you tell us more about your findings? Well, the, the study wasn't uh, geared toward the sexual um, violence, but it was just about um, knowing more about their life story of uh, former handball players. And one of my grad students was a former player, and he she wants to interview his uh, former teammate. And when she approached all, um, his former players, and they all refused to take part in the study. And I uh, was kind of wondering why, why is the case. And in fact, if uh, we found out that they didn't want to recall those uh, miserable times that when, we, when they were uh, sexually abused. And we ended up persuading uh, four informants and carried out the studies. And um, when I read the transcript from the, the athlete, that it was it was pretty shocking. Other areas that people are calling for are doing more with CCTV footage and emergency bells, especially in sensitive areas like locker rooms. It's just staggering that we feel the need for this. But of course, we do have the need for it. The situation doesn't seem to have improved much. Uh, even at el- the very elite level with high-profile athletes suffering from this. You can imagine what's happening below the surface. Can we talk about a cartel of silence, do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is unfortunate, um, and it is very rare for this top athlete kind of opens up and talk about her experience in the sexual assault Um and because um, the Olympic medalist, um, in, in this case, a gold medalist, and she has his, his own, own power uh, in this um, arena, and and most often, in this case, will will not reveal. Um, for those who are like lesser like players, like you know, who did not uh, compete for the national level, have lesser power to talk about this thing, and the. The fact is that when when they report this case, um, and the high, higher officers in KOC, and they um, think this is something that has to be like under the table uh, instead of like helping the victim to to address the, the problem. So, um, and this has been repetitive um, over the years, and and the distrust um, amongst um, the players and athletes toward the KOC has been increased. And because of that, um, and, and when they report this um, the cases, um, they all, even blackmailing and, and, and threatening them when, this open, when they open up their mouth and that this will end their career. And they do have the power to end their career, and it makes it even harder for them to talk about their case. Even the curling stars, Team Kim, we heard a few weeks ago on the show how they were 
basically abused, I mean, verbally, psychologically, mm-hmm. however you want to call it, um, and certainly treated pretty badly, allegedly anyway, by um, some of their management on the Korean side. And that was a claim that was brought forward even by their own Canadian coach who spoke to us on the show. And, and, and again, when that's happening at the highest level, it raises serious concerns about the sort of hierarchical culture. And yes, there have been sports abuse scandals elsewhere in the world, but you might argue that sport is one of those realms with this power abuse potential where you have a coach and an underling that will do everything to be successful, where it's more about the rest of the world sort of borrowing that hierarchical culture and it perhaps being accentuated in countries like Korea where we've already got this pressure to to do what our superiors say. What, what would your feelings be about changing that? Well, um, in, in some sense, um, we, we all cheer for them, the medals during the Olympics, and, and the, the big nationalism in Korea is part of this problem, and uh, people kind of cheer for their, their achievement. We look at the result, and you're, you're fine. But we now find out that the process wasn't very pretty, and, and we should be concerned about how they get to their point. And if we can't get, get rid of um, this uh, horrible processes, and, and even though we have, like, number five in the London Olympics and, and medal ranking, and who cares? I mean, that's, that's uh, something that we've been looking for, and actually the, the Korean government actually strive for this, this gold medal. And with this competitive culture and the result was awarded um, extremely well, um, this has been um, kind of like under the table, and, and people will not talk about it. Um, so, so we have to get rid of this um, um, this culture of like when people, um, and the, the, the result will solve the problem, and we have to get rid of the culture. Professor Chong Yong-chol of Sogang University, thank you so much for raising your voice with us this morning. Right, thank you. Um, another area that people have been concerned about, these extensive training camps in isolated locations when young people are taken away from their families that they might not feel like they've got anyone to even talk to. Can you imagine the suffering mentally that a young or any age person would go through in that situation? And even at professional level, I was shocked when I came to Korea to find out that professional sports teams go and stay together in dormitories. It, it just raises an unnecessary potential, perhaps. Again, we'd like to hear from you. For now, let's get to our traffic and weather.